Radio Sport Breakfast. Let's get into it. Radio Sport, our cricket, of course, with Ken and Ty. Experts in equipment hire. The Black Caps don't play until Tuesday. In between now and then, Australia-England from Hobart tonight at 9.40. Then the same two teams play on Saturday in Melbourne uh, at the MCG. Simon Dool, of course, former New Zealand paceman and member of the Sky Sport commentary team joins the programme. Morning, Dooley. How did Waitangi Day go for you? Uh, very long, hard day at the races, boys, but uh, excellent, excellent day. Should there have been cricket in New Zealand? Well, it would have been nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a great day to play a um, trans-Tasman clash? Yes. Also, what about Ford, okay, Ford Trophy's going on now. What about if they planned it out earlier on and it culminated in the big final on Waitangi Day? Yeah, that'd be a good idea as well, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, it'd be nice to have something something going on, wouldn't it? Uh, I, I don't know. Well, we got about two or three rounds of the Ford Trophy finished uh, left to go yet, and then we get into some four-day cricket uh, at the back end of the summer, so that they're playing four days when the Test matches are on against England. So I think that's probably a good thing. But um, yeah, it would have been nice to maybe have the Ford Trophy final yesterday. Mm. Do you like the balance between some of the Black Caps playing in the one-day competition, Simon, and other guys being given a total rest? Do you think the selectors have got this one right? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, there's certain guys that probably need a little break, um, and there's certain guys that certainly need some cricket. Uh, if they just sort of... I, I just think if, they, if they're even to make or to stay in this 2020 side uh, coming ahead for the, for the games at home because I think it's very important that, that they get some cricket and certain players need to find some form and just hit some balls in the middle, I think, rather than just in the nets. Three losses on the bounce. Is that Does losing become a habit at T20 level, Simon? Uh, I don't know it becomes a habit. It's, um, it's, it's an area where I've got concerns, and I've had them for a while. This is not just because of the... Three losses against, uh, you know, two against Pakistan, one against Australia. I don't think we are getting our T20 selection right. I think we were fortunate uh, up until the, the T20 World Cup in India to get away with some wins and to play reasonably well. But when we got put under pressure against England in that T20 World Cup, we were found wanting. And at certain times against good opposition, I just don't think we've got our T20 selection right. And I think it's becoming vastly and very quickly a more specialist game and a game we should look at a lot closer and picking the just certain types of players. Australia get it right and here's a quick quiz for you boys. The, the Australian New Zealand game the other night, how many Australian test players played and how many New Zealand test players played oh, in that T20 international? What have they got about David, two, two in there? David yeah, Warner's Warner. the one I think of straight away. I go Warner and probably... We, we would have had say six and they would have had two or three. Yeah. Two. They had they had one. We had seven. One, okay. What, what about this, Dooley? Because I've I've heard plenty here on Radio Sport. People ringing up and just agonising about the batting order. Oh, but the order was wrong. This guy should have been here. This guy should have been here. This guy. And I kind of look at it and I still think to. I guess in my brain, I look and I, I suppose I'm a little with you. I think, well, you've chosen those guys anyway. Would would the difference in order have mattered, or is that kind of one of those weird things where? It almost seems to me when people argue about the batting order that they they're recreate they're rewriting history. That, oh, it would yeah, have been yeah, way absolutely. different if this guy had been at three or whatever. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, it's the selection issue. The selection's the issue, not the batting order. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see Colin DeGrom on bat a little bit higher. I think that's a, a fair call. Um, if Kane Williamson doesn't open in T20 cricket, I, I, I've said it you know, for the last year, he shouldn't be playing. Um, you know, his record up in the batting is, is very, very good. His record at three and four is not, is not great. 
and and that that's the issue for me. And I, I just I, I feel that he he shouldn't be in the T Twenty side, and then there's a lot of guys that shouldn't be in that T Twenty side. And he's only got to turn around and just say, listen, T Twenty is to develop players. Yes, we are trying to win, but we want dynamic players, and we're going to give them an opportunity at the international level at T20 level. Uh, you know, if I was picking a team right now, it would be vastly different from what this New Zealand side of, uh, are looking like at the moment. Well, who would be in and who would be out? Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you... I, I, I wrote 13 names down, boys, so this is my yes. T20 squad. You've done some prep to nice. the boy. Oh, okay, I have. Okay. Right. All right. Munro, Devsic, Guptill, Captain. Chapman, DeGrondom... Will Young, Tim Seifert, Mitchell Santner, Ben Wheeler, Ishsodi, Red Tinkner, Seth Rance, Trent Bolt. Ah, and you know what I come up with? Two. Trent Bolt and yeah. Mitchell Santner. You've got two test players only. Colin de Grondom as well. Ah, uh, who, who is one of it? But that's it. There are, there are three in a squad of 13. So Guptill captain. Yep. Why? Guptill captain. Because he is our white ball specialist. He will only play T20 and one-day international cricket. I think he is, well, he's, clearly when you look at that, apart from Trent Bolt, he is the senior officer, senior player in that side. I think uh, I think he would relish some captaincy and some responsibility. And I think he can easily bat at one, two, or three alongside Devsic Munro. Well, one guy who's been dreadfully out of nick is, is a guy that we haven't seen a lot of, Simon. That would be Tom Bruce. Tom Bruce yeah. Yeah, they, they bat him at four because of his hitting ability, but he's not performing as well as Ross Taylor or Colin de Gronholm. So could you argue that maybe the batting order is a little skew with? Yeah, perhaps a little bit. They, they, they think that Tom Bruce has got power. For me, uh, you know, look at Tom Bruce, and he's got a lot to learn yet. I, I find him very one-dimensional. Um, he backs away to, to leg and looks to clear and head over extra cover or backward point, and he's been found out um, quite a lot, I think. He just needs to, to probably play and develop his game a lot more at the domestic level, and um, you know, and then maybe he'll get another chance. I think he's got a lot of power, and I think he has potential. And, you know, in that team I named, it's not saying that these guys are not, the guys that I'm leaving out are not quality players. They are. Should Could they be playing? Yes, of course they could. Do they want to play? Yes, they want to play. And they all want to be in line for selection for... For, for T20 tournaments around the world and for the IPL. But I think in New Zealand cricket's best interests is what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at, at pay packets and IPL contracts and things. I'm looking at New Zealand cricket's best interests and the way forward for T20 cricket in New Zealand. And, and also longevity of careers in test matches and one-day internationals. Simon's all with us on Radio Sport talking the cricket. So what you're talking about here, Simon, would be a completely different change in philosophy around selection. W- would Kane Williamson have to drive that, though, or does that come from Mike Hesson? Well, it, it should come from Mike Hesson and from um, Gavin Larson, but that's the other thing. I'll get to that point as well. Mike Hesson shouldn't be coaching a T20 side. Have someone I, else. A, yeah, I'd go with a completely different coach. Is, is Mike Hesson a good, great coach? He's done an amazing job with the New Zealand side, and I think he's a terrific coach, and, and he's really grown into the job. And I, um, but I would have a different T20 coach as well. I'd give him some time off. He just he gets very little time off now. He gets very small amounts of time to spend with his family or stay at home. I would give him T20 competitions completely off and have a, have a new coach, some new ideas, and, uh, and, and completely a bunch of new players and move forward that, that way. 
Dolly, I think a lot of people uh, disregard how difficult T20 is. And I think sort of people say, oh, it's, you know, you, you, all that happens is you just hit a couple of sixes and you win. And, and to me, I'm looking at it going, yeah, so that means if you're a bowler, every single ball has to be on point or you're gone. You know what I mean? Like there is no margin for yep. error as, as a bowler in this. And I kind of wonder then, are you, do you feel that there are some coaches around who, who perhaps have a better grasp on, on T20 around New Zealand? Are there some you think of straight away and think, yeah, that, that, that one knows? Well, I, I get the feeling that um, you probably need to have played the game to understand it a little bit better. I, I think what Gareth Hopkins did with the Northern Knights this year is um, he was he was in his soul, solely as their T20 coach. He's played the game very up to very recent times, and I think he he found a way. He found a way to coach his side that worked very well for the Knights this year. The rest of the coaches around the country are probably a little bit older, um, and, and maybe a little more out of touch with the T20 game. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be looking at someone who's been involved in the game more uh, recently. Look, T20 doesn't happen when um, when the IPL is, is on. Maybe look at Daniel Vittori, if you can get him out of a, 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 um, a Big Bash contract or something like that. I, I don't know. I'm not saying he is the answer or the fix, but, but look at someone who's played the game more recently and who understands the dynamics and, and what is required to win T20 games. Simon, the Black Caps don't play until Tuesday. Meantime, Tuesday. of course, as, as part of the Tri-Series, Australia, England in two games in a row. What do you think the Black Caps are hoping for and what should we expect from these matches? Uh, they'll be hoping that Australia continue to win, I, I, I think now, and then um, we get an opportunity to beat England. I would say that's, the, that's what they will be hoping for. They haven't lost the other night. They've, they've put their fate a little bit in other teams' hands. England are a terrific side. I think they're a very, very good white, white ball side. It's a complete change of outfit, isn't it, when Owen Morgan takes over that team. He's, he's an outstanding captain, uh, a very open to almost anything um, type of captain. He, he just gives his guys a free licence. Uh, I can see, you know, if I was if I was having a, a bit prior to the, uh, to the Tri-Series, I'd pick England. I thought they would be the side to beat. Um, power at the top, Hales, Roy, uh, you look at those sorts of characters, and Morgan through the middle, uh, David Willey, um, very, very powerful player, and then their bowling unit, if Liam Plunkett's fit, uh, I think they've got a, a quality bowling unit as well. But watching Australia tonight, and, and having picked those T20 specialists, the Billy Stanlakes, Andrew Ty, um, Zampa, and you know, guys that bowl great slower balls of good variations, and then batting power right down to the likes of Stoinis, um, you know, Maxwell through the middle. I looked at that side of the night and I thought it's a very, very good 2020 side. So I picked England prior to, but I can see Australia upsetting them. Hey, Simon, thanks for coming prepared and researched. Yeah. Thank you, boys. Good on you, fella. And I'm pleased it was a successful day yesterday as it would have been in the races. Oh, I bet it was. And did I hear him mention Marcus Stoinis? Yeah, oh, the Stoinis gong. The Stoinis gong.